Happy Woo Wednesdays and happy 2023. Happy New Year. I can't believe I'm saying that. It's the start of a new year and I'm so excited for this year for lots of cool podcasts, lots of cool interviews, and just to serve you guys. Um, check out my website, www.heckyesmedia.co, and get my freebies. You could download a free guide on how to get content inquiries. Um, and fill your inbox with inquiries. So yeah, check it out. Today I have Jen Taylor from Jen Taylor Consulting. She's also a business uh, coach just like me. And today we're going to be talking about managing boundaries with your ideal client, how to communicate, when do you meet, and creating a best piece practice at one page for your clients. It's super, super helpful. And the biggest takeaway for you guys today is letting you guys know that it's okay to take care of yourself. Setting up boundaries is a way to make sure you have time and space for yourself, your business, and your family. Enjoy! Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a very special guest, her name is Jen Taylor with Jen Taylor Consulting, and she's a wedding professional business coach, certified director of operations. She's a speaker. She's an author. Um, like I said, she's a coach. She's amazing. You guys could go check her out at Jen Taylor Consulting. Welcome, Jen Taylor. Thank you so much for having me, Carissa. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. And you said you're in the beautiful Seattle, right? I'm in the beautiful Seattle area. Cool. What are your plans for the holiday season? Um, we're st- I'm sticking around here, and then after the holidays, uh, we're gonna head off to Maui. Whoa, that's about amazing. ten days just to get out of the cold and enjoy the uh, nice the nice weather there. That's my that's my pseudo second home. Oh, really? Do you go there often? I do. I do. Wow. Yeah, we just got back from Kona. Oh, nice. You missed all the excitement, my... though. You oh, missed yeah. all the excitement. We... Yeah, the volcano erupted. Yeah. I, I saw that. I think it happened like literally like three weeks after we were there. Wow, so like, wow. yeah, I heard cool. the air was like polluted. So maybe it was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're going to, they're going to be worried about fog. So. Oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell us about you, what you do, who you serve a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So, um, I have, I was, a, I, I, I am, I still, it's part of who I am, a wedding planner. I started my business, Jen Taylor, no, sorry, let me go back. Uh, tailored Events um, Group in 2004. Uh, I grew my team to four other planners, inc- five including me. Wow. And um, in 2018, things started to shift for myself and my business. My planners, you know, were getting to a point where they're they wanted to have families and kids, and you know, move move on. And um, and then I had the very unexpected happen 
where my husband passed away. And so I decided to close down the business at the end of the year, we finished all of our weddings. I still had two weddings for myself the next year, which, you know, which I completed and then 2020 showed up and, you know, I had a wedding that got postponed and then canceled. And, and so Jen Taylor Consulting was, was in the infancy in 2018 and, you know, just started to kind of like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Where's my own pivots? And I love the wedding profession. I, you know, I, I told you, I tried to get out. I tried to jump out and go to the wine industry or just whatever. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I love the, I love the wedding profession so I mean, much. It always just pulls you back in, right? It pulls me back in every time I'm like, I'm going to leave. No, you're back. <laughs> I'm the same way, like girl. This, this never ending, you know, battle within myself, but I love it. And so I am, as you said in the in the intro, I'm a director of operations. So I got certified as a director of operations. So that means I can help businesses with the strategic parts of their businesses. And that's what I love to do. I love to sit down and talk business and talk strategy and talk about what's going on in their business. And so a lot of that, you know, one of the first things I talk about with my clients is setting the boundaries and expectations for themselves and their business. And it's a huge part of that because once you get that set, you kind of have a framework of like, this is what I do and this is what's going to happen. Wow. I'm so sorry about your husband. That is just, that's really heavy. It was pretty heavy. It was, but you know, it, you know, you sit there and go, you know what, it's the plan that it was. So I have to take it and, and move on and see what my life will be without that. Wow. Okay. So let's, let's talk about pivoting, like this crazy life event, tragic tragedy happened to you and 2020 pandemic happened. And just tell me like, what was going through your head and the shifts of, you know, being a wedding planner for so long and having this team, um, and just kind of soul searching, like, wanting to go in different industry and like that pull back, like kind of walk us through the, that journey. The journey was, you know, I, you know, very much in this, you know, as a service industry, you want to make sure your clients are, are, are safe and set. And, and my husband, you know, was at work for himself as well. So I had to close down his business and reach out to his, his client Wow, one, but it was a doozy. And so I spent, luckily it was, you know, it was on Halloween. So, you know, it was, I was done with the, in Seattle, we're kind of done with the wedding season by the end of October. So we, as I said, we had one wedding in left. It was a new year's Eve wedding. We finished that off. And then, you know, and that, and that planner moved on. She actually moved to uh, across the state. And, and then, you know, so then I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? I still have these two weddings that I love and I want to do, and I'm going to keep doing them. Uh-huh what else is there? So when, when the pandemic hit, that's what I was like, okay, this is the best time to plant the tree, to do the SOPs, to get, and the wedding professionals were like, no, we're not there. We're not there. And so I'm like, you know what, maybe this is a good time to try out the wine industry. So I took a certification of wine, a business of wine, same as a director of operations, but focus more on the wine industry. So that was my pivot. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? I don't have the connections as I do in the wedding industry. I don't have the the, the name recognition. I don't have the, uh, you know, speaking and all of that stuff. So wh- why? Yeah. For my own, it was for my own thing. I love it. And so I, I'm like, okay, 
So I kind of sat down and said, okay, what's the third? I mean, it's literally been the third pivot. What's the third pivot? And it was literally looking back behind me and going, it's going to be the wedding industry because I love it. I love talking about it. I love, I love everything about it. I I love the people. And so I've been doing it for 15 years. So, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, what am I doing? So wedding industry, it is. I help, I help all creative industries. So interior designers, things like that. It's not, you know, not, I'm not always just focused on the wedding industry, but people that are very creative because they're wanting to be creative. Yeah. They don't want to do this other crap in their business. Yes. It makes it hard. And so I try to find ways to make it easy for them to create the operating procedures, to create a strategic plan for them to go, okay, this is, this is how I do my business. And it's, it's not how I do my business. It's how you do your business. Mm. So if you know, like, okay, this is how I want to run my business. Great. Don't let anybody else tell you different because it's your business. And so that's where, you know, the design your wedding business became about in the podcast and the group. And it's really about, I'm going to give you the, the, the path, but you take the path and make it your own. Yeah. And that's what I did with my, you know, that's what I did with my weddings. I'm like, I will be the guide and I will, I will point the way and, sh- you know, shine the light on things that uh-huh. you need to see. And, and, you know, but at the end of the day, it's your wedding, not mine. Yeah. I got it. it was lovely, but I don't need to plan my wedding over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, shout first, shout out to the wedding industry. Like there's something about us that just is vibrant. Um, like you said, we're creatives and we're we're all hopeless romantics. We love love. We're all about collaboration and bringing each other up. And a lot of industries are not like that. We like to share. We like to we like to party. We like yeah. to have fun. Um, and something like I've known people like they try to go to like makeup or like uh, microblading or eyelashes, and then something pulls them back to the wedding industry. So it's just. So much fun. Let's talk more about like what your business looks like today as a coach. Um, like how many wedding professionals you work with and what's a little bit, what's it like working with you? Working with me, I hope is fun. Um, I try <laughs> to, you know, I'm, a lot of it's via Zoom, you know, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. That's that part of it sucks um, just because everybody's all over the world, all over the United States doesn't matter. Um, but I really sit down with my clients and find out how, what they want to do. So I have three ways, you know, I have multiple ways to work with me, but three primary ways. One is one-to-one coaching. And that's, you know, once a week or every other week, we to get, get together and move your business forward. The next is where everybody starts. And I should really start there, but I don't is the business mapping. So we take the strategic areas of your business. I call them the eight CEOs. And we go through that and work on that for your business and go, okay, what's the map for your business for the next year? But you're always looking a little bit ahead. You're like, okay, what's your vision for your business? Is it, what's your three-year vision? What's your five-year vision? Mm-hmm. Because then you take that and go, okay, what can I do to get me to those visions? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're going back, you're going backwards going, okay, this is what I want to, this is where I want to be in three years. Uh-huh. Now, how do I get there? And that's where the mapping comes in. Cause we are like, okay, you want to be here. We have to do X, Y, and Z. 
Yeah, it's so much like it takes a lot of pressure off of you and an entrepreneur if they look through things from like a bird's eye view, because it doesn't feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks or chasing that shiny object or listening to every single person out there telling you what to do. It's just it's like, what do you really want for the next three years? Like, really ask yourself that. It, it, how much do you want to make per year? How much do you want to make the next year? Like, it's just... Well, it's, not, it's not even about money either. It's about where do you want your life? You know, because it can it it is combined together. So yes, the money is important because it's going to get you things that you want to do in your life. But it's also like, you know, where we get back to, it's like, what does, what is your, what do you want your life to be? You know, what is, what are your core value? What are the core words for you? One of mine is freedom. So I want to have the freedom. Freedom can mean anything. Freedom can be, I want the freedom to work wherever. I want the freedom to take time off when I want to take time off. I want the freedom to get up after we have this podcast and go for a drive and not feel committed to sitting down and working on something that I don't want to work on at the moment. So that's where the design your business comes in is really looking at it and, you know, taking that map and saying, okay, this is, this is the map. This is the guide that I need to take me through the the next four, the next four quarters. And then, so mapping is first. We, I do that with all, with all of my clients. Then the one-to-one coaching I have a three month process where we do the mapping and then we work on a standard operating procedure. Most of the time it's your client experience because the client experience is always something that needs attention. Yes. Because you're not going to give more clients if you don't have a good client. I mean, and it could be like, you're like, I don't, I, it's not feeling clunky. You know, like I'm, I'm going to be doing something on the the NACE. They're doing a NACE virtual thing on uh, next week. And I'm talking about, you know, rev- you know, looking at your client experience. What does what does it need to be? Does it need to be revamped? Does it need to be tweaked? Does it need to, you know, what what is it that you need to look at and say, okay, this needs to be fixed? Are you doing all the things that you should be doing to maximize what your clients think of you? Yes. And then at the end, if somebody's like, you know what, I just want the client experience. I want a VIP day. I want just to do the client experience. I have a VIP day that's just purely the client experience. We meet between six and eight hours. There's a break. There's lots of breaks in between, you know, in there, but we talk about your client experience. What do you have? Or do you have one? If not, then let's create it. And then, so at the end of it, you have a fairly good client experience to start off with. And then these all get tweaked. Your, you know, you know, your business just, you know, I'll go back to a wedding analogy. Your timeline is never the timeline. Mm. It is a guide. It is. I, I keep on going back to that. It's a map. It's a guide. I told my clients, I said, my goal as a planner is to get you down on uh, down the aisle as close to that time on that invitation as humanly possible. <laughs> I said, after that, it becomes a party. People end up in the, you know, not and literally like if you go to your, if you have a party at your house, everybody ends up in the kitchen. I'm like uh-huh. it's a party. Everybody ends up in the kitchen. It doesn't, <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like, you know, I, this is a roadmap. I mean, there's times and, you know, everybody has stories about a, a timeline that's gone completely freaking hair, you know, haywire. I mean, I had one that we were almost down the aisle and the dad had to stop because he had 
Parkinson's. Uh-huh. So 45 minutes later, the ceremony started up again. Oh my God. So I had to write down. I, I'm sat, I'm sitting there. I'm redoing, you know, I had to go up to the, I'm like, everybody's, it's fine. Nothing's, nothing's wrong. We're just at a delay. So please mingle. And I will call you all back when we're ready for the ceremony. Uh, just, but you know, but you're like, you're like, oh my yeah, God. I was, I was, I resonate with that story because I was drunk at my wedding, a good drunk. And I learned from my wedding DJ, Hilo Productions, my good friend, um, that my my husband like lifted me up to go to the dance floor. And which is very funny because he's an introvert and he wouldn't do something like that. And then right when I was going to dance, I hey, say, stop, I have to go pee. <laughs> so that probably put, pushed the timeline back, not 45 minutes, but maybe like five yeah. to seven minutes. Yeah. But- and so I just, I, you know, and we ended up, you know, I figured it out and we, we, you know, we've got, got everything done and did all that until the groomsmen, one of the groomsmen just then blew me completely out of the water with this speech. I'm like, dude, this oh, is not about you. Oh my God. You're fine. This timeline was perfect. And now you just blew it oh up. Oh my God. That is so funny. How do you get your best heck yes from your dream client? I have to ask. So the, the best heck yes is, you know, really, so I've a prime example. I've had a, she's a, she, we've known each other. She's a planner in the Washington area. We've talked about her business. We've done all that. And I'm like, she sent over somebody we talked and, you know, and, and she's coaching with me. And then I'm like, you know, you really need to do a mapping. And she's like, man, man. I'm like, you really do. It's really, it will be beneficial for you to do that. She got COVID. She called me up and she goes, Heck yeah, I do need to get with you and I do need to figure this this out. So when you think about your business, you've got to think about the bat, the thing, what's going to happen if you get COVID? What's going to happen if you get, you know, I, you know, hit by a bus? What happens if something happens that you are now trying to figure out how you're going to tell your the person that's going to take over the wedding because you can't because something's happened? How are you going to tell them what to do? And if you don't have the processes and procedures in place, wow. then you can't. And yeah. you're you're literally in a point of, I don't know what to do. And that's where a lot of a lot of professionals get. And that's where you see a lot of those, you know, things on TV of something happened and the bride is now really pissed or the mom is really pissed. And now they're gonna go to the news. And if you had a process in place to go over whatever disaster is happening then you have, you're, you're going to be set. So the heck yeah is you look at your business and go, I have nothing written down. It's all in my head. Uh, I need to get it out mm-hmm. and I need to have it, you know, somewhere where I can send it off to somebody. Totally. You know, like here's where all my timelines are. Here's where all my this and here's that. And here's, you know, but in the longer term, you want to hire you need to have processes and procedures in place to hire somebody because then you're you're just you're just gonna get frustrated with yourself because you're not you don't have anything written down. So you're just telling them and the, it may not come across the same way. Amen, Jen Taylor. Okay, let's get into our hot topic. What is our hot topic and why is it so near and dear to your heart? You kind of explained everything. Oh, about managing but... boundaries and expectations. <laughs> Go managing boundaries. Yes. It's my favorite word because I've struggled with it being a people pleaser. Oh, and boundaries wow. is hard for me, but 
now it's kind of like you got to say no because something's got to give. <laughs> so talk and about it. Yeah. I'm, I've actually just talked to a really good, she's, she's one of my, she's one of my really best friends and, her, and I've known her for a long time and her husband owns with his brother, a transportation company. And the, you know, and so she, I'm like, you know, your husband's got to set some boundaries with that. He's got, because of it. I mean, it's just health. It's health. Yeah. So creating boundaries help manage the following your health. Oh, wow. The stress, the emotion, the physical, the behavior, all of those things. Wow. If you're stressed, your body's going to shut down. If you're emotional, what, what do you do when you get emotional? You are, are you, a, are you a, 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 an eater or a drinker? Or you start doing, you know, there's a lot of these things. Physical, your body breaks down. I was at this point in 2018 before my husband passed away. I was physically starting to fail because wow. I kept all the stress inside and did not have a, an outlet to let it go. I want to like shake it out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what <laughs> and then behavior. Do you get really, you know, it goes back to the emotion. Do you get really, um, you know, depressed? Do you, you know, what's the behavior parts of that? You get resentful. Wow. The resentful of your business. The resentful of not feeling appreciated. Not You're not charging enough. I mean, I go through and say, you know, I look at, you know, if, if, it, if there's a certain day that I get asked to do a wedding, you know, uh, am I charged? It, what's the pain in the ass fee? What's the, <laughs> that's a good one. Pain what's the ass fee. factor, you know, because are you missing your kid's birthday party? Are you missing your own anniversary? I mean, one I did, I, I missed my, I missed my 10 year anniversary, but so did my husband. He was traveling and I'm like, well, if you're gone, I might as well do a wedding. So, you know, it was no big deal, but you know, what is the resentment factor if I'm doing something on Christmas Eve or I'm doing something on New Year's Eve, oh or I'm doing, you know, like if I'm working over the holidays, what's the resentment factor? And if I'm, am I charging enough to be, if I'm charging enough and I'm not resentful, I'm like, hell, I'll do the wedding and I'm going to charge $15,000. Okay. I'm not resentful about that because I'm making money. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years, they've seen you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15 minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. Yeah, I like how you put it, like pain in the ass fee. Yeah. That's so funny. You don't have to tell them. You don't holiday, have to have holiday fee. Like, you, don't, you don't have to have it quoted. You don't. Have, but in your yeah. head, you're like, there's an extra. You know, there's an extra five hundred dollars because I know I'm going to be freaking dealing with you all the time. Or just say no. Yeah, my husband's a cop, and on his holidays, he gets paid like triple. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't get to see him for opening presents, but or spend time with my extended family, but he's making more. <laughs> so at least he's that's right. That's <laughs> right. And so we need to be treating ourselves the same way as a business owner. It's like if I'm working on one of these days that I feel like that, then I need to charge a you know either a resentment factor fee, or if I know that you're going to be a pain in the ass, then I'm going to charge a pain in the ass fee. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about resentment. Like I'm sure you work with many different wedding professionals. Like what does it mean? Like when you resent your business and I know after we resent it, then their health deteriorates, you have more stress, but like, what does it do to your business? You get very complacent. Mm. You know, you don't care. You don't care. And it's not necessarily, I see it with business owners. It's more of maybe somebody working for you or working, um, you know, if you're a bigger company, if you're, if somebody is resenting how you're treating them or how you're working them, then that's where the resentment comes in. When a business owner gets resentful, it's usually from a client. Crazy. And so, you know, so as a, as a business owner, uh, I'm making sure my, my planners were not resentful are not getting burned out. And I did, I, there's times I did not do a very good job of that as my own planner working with my clients. I needed to make sure that I had my boundaries set, that I didn't become resentful of them. If they're like, I had to set the boundaries around that. So they all got, and if if they didn't, then I knew what happened. They all got a, a best practice sheet that said, here's the best practices for our tailored events. Wow. You know, like what our work hours are, and we'll get into this more, but really setting those boundaries. I didn't want text. And I had a client who texts me all the time. And I realized I did not present them my best practices. So I was getting resentful towards them because I'm like, I don't want to freaking open my phone. Like you, the only reason you have my cell phone number is because I, I see your white, I see your fiance for my nails. That's the only way you have my, if, if this wasn't a different relationship, okay. you would not have my cell phone number. Wow. So, yeah. you know, so you really have to set those down. And if it, and if you follow, if you fall down and you're like, you know what, that was on me, then that's great. But then fix it. Cause so I said, stop texting me. I can't plan your wedding via text. I actually printed out all the texts, put it in his binder and then told him, I said, we're done. Wow. You need, you need to email me going forward. That's I will not answer story. a text. I will not, you know, until your, until the, until your wedding day, I will not answer a text. Oh, that's great. I was going to mention this later, but I downloaded your amazing freebie and mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about it. It's best practices. I have client guidelines, but tell us about your freebie. Um, and then we could even talk about it a little bit more. So the best practices, and we'll, and this is where I, so I, in there, um, and we'll, we'll go circle back around. So where to draw your boundaries? This is the best practice sheet is really, what are your work hours? What days do you work? Where and when do you meet with clients? How do you communicate? Also, I talk about the, our wedding professionals. I don't call them vendors. I call them wedding professionals. So in that best practice sheet, it talks about, we will not, we will ask for a, a, a discount, but not necessarily 
you will get a discount. Oh, wow. Because they are professionals. They need to pay their bills. Just like you need to pay your bills. Totally. So, you know, looking out for us. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a huge part of, I'm like, I will ask, I will always ask, but don't always expect that. Thank you. It also talks about just because we ask for a quote doesn't mean you're booked. You need to pay the deposit or the, you know, the, 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 the not referral, um, the retainer fee. Once you do that, then you're booked. But up until then, you know, the, the thing's only held for so long. Yeah. Cause they're going to be asking for advice, but if you're not paid, like you're just, yeah, doing I mean, I'm just, you know, so we kind of talk about, we, we have a little paragraph on that. We'd have paragraph on, you know, we don't give, you know, we don't, don't always expect a discount, but we will always ask. Um, and then we talk about the wedding day. We talk about what, what we expect from them. We expect them to have the, you know, the place cards in alphabetical order. We expect them to, you know, we had a whole, there's a lots of different things in there. And then we expect them to, um, um, and then what they should expect from us. So it's a two way street, Yeah. you know, like we're going to expect this from you, but you should also expect this from us. Yeah. And on the wedding day, if you have transportation, this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a planner that I used to, I used to work with every once in a while. She had a wedding. It was at a big golf course. The last shuttle came. She went around and asked for people, you know, Hey, last shuttle DJ. Hey, last shuttle. And everybody was there. They checked the bathrooms. They checked the ballroom, all that. The shuttle left. Well, people were somewhere, somewhere else uh-huh. and missed the shuttle. And I'm like, Oh no, this is not your fault. It is not our fault. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the other people are going to be pissed. Well, they, effing, they, they blew that. Yeah. It's not our, it is not, it's you are grown ass people. Yes. Figure it out. Uh, and so, and so we put in there, we've like, we will call the immediate area, the patio, the bathrooms, the, you know, we might even go to the bar or the restaurant if it's attached, you know, we'll check the area, but if we're not going to go freaking out over and yeah. hold, tw- you know, 12 to see if you're out there doing something that you shouldn't be doing anyway. So, you know, so don't expect that. Wow. You're truly, for anyone listening out there, wedding photographers and wedding professionals, you are truly setting yourself up for success when you are, you know, managing expectations and yes. creating boundaries because, you know, I just imagine like not creating boundaries and that happening. Um, and at the end of the day, like then you get in trouble for it. And then you're yeah. running around with a chicken. Like, yes, it is not, you know, as a, you know, photographers, as a DJ, you, you have your own set. I mean, I'm coming at purely as a planner, but as, as any wedding professional, you have to come in with your own list of things for a photographer. You know, I, ex- you know, I expect, you know, if you don't have a second shooter or if you do both of you, you know, you need to have somebody set up be the point person who knows everybody exactly know who that person is because that's a freaking disaster okay. and then you know a dj you expect them to have the you know some of the music already set before you get there you know there are some things that just are just things that just make the day so much easier and the planning oh, so much easier. yeah and a oh, lot of coaching you know, like you could save yourself uh years 
of that because it took me so many years to figure out what you just said, like have two point per people, one from the bride side, groom side, whatever side, um, helping me with family photos because my second shooter is shooting the reception details yeah. or the cocktail. So I need someone, I don't know who uncle Joe is or aunt, aunt Ruth is like, tell them, tell them advance, send them a text or a, a group email, like after the ceremony meet here at the altar for family photos. Don't go to the bar. Like this, this, the family sessions or family photos could go super easy or it could be the most stressful part of the day. Yeah. It's, you know, and so, you know, so though, you know, those are the ways to have the, you know, the best practice sheet, you know, other, you know, things, you know, the burnout, the quitting profession, quitting the job you love because, you freaking can't, you can't handle setting your own boundaries and expectations. And you're not being involved with your family. You're missing family events. You're working through vacation. I mean, I worked through vacation. My mom, I would bring binders with me back in the day. Mom's like, why are you bringing binders? I'm like, well, you never know. I might, I might need a phone call. I might need to be, and I might have to have everything, Wow. you know? And, and so I've been there, I've done all this. So, you know, it's a, setting those, setting those best practices and letting your clients know is a huge part of, of creating that because then you have, this is, you've set your boundaries. This is it, you know? And then when it comes to a business, that's all with clients. That's not even for you yet. For you, <laughs> you're like, like there's more boundaries. Yes, <laughs> Keep there it is. going. You know, especially, you know, this in 2020 when and 2021 kids were working from home, you had to set boundaries of like, if you open that door, you better be bleeding out of the eye sockets, you know, like you, you better, you know, this is, this is my sacred time and I need to work. And if you're just coming in because you have a bloody, you know, you are, you're, you're sniffling, I'm going to freaking just, you know don't know. I don't know what, I don't have kids, so I don't know, but I would do something. So you really, you really, and that, that's really important now because you never know when that can happen again and setting those family boundaries, you know, if it's a snow day, you now have the boundary set. Okay. I've got to work. If you go on vacation and you do work, my husband and I both worked while we were on vacation. So we had an understanding, but if I go now with my boyfriend, I would have to like set the rules of, Hey, I'm going to do a little bit of work between, you know, six in the morning and, and seven, you can go, you can sleep, you can do whatever, but I'm going to get up and do a little bit of work. Oh, uh, so if, you know, setting those expectations for saying that because I struggled out with, with my husband, cause he's like, Oh, why are you working? But I think it just goes back to like being like, Hey, if we're going to book that trip for five days, like I'm going to have to work for maybe one and a half hours in the morning and please don't be mad. Yeah. And it's just, it's setting those, it's setting the expectations. And that's all we have to do is, is just say, Hey, I know we're going on vacation. I mean, my husband used to pay for our vacations by working. So it was just like, he, you know, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to go down by the pool and I'm going to sit by the pool all day, you know, all morning. And then you'll show up and then we'll go do whatever we want to do. But I knew that. So setting those expectations when you go on, on families, vacations, even if it's just the two of you setting those expectations at the house, you know, like I am working from home. If the kids are home, this is what happens. If your husband's home, 
And he's like, well, I want to go do whatever. You're like, but babe, I have to go whatever. I have to, I have to do two hours of work. Then we can go do whatever, you know? And that's where the freedom comes in. And, you know, having those expectations and the boundaries and going, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. So what are the boundaries? Set apart time to focus on essential work and protect it. Know that you're, you know, these, this is what I have to do today. And I do it between, you know, find out what the best time for you to work on. Like for me, I like to work in the morning by, you know, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, peace out. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I might do a little work, but it's more like filing emails or just sitting on the you know, couch. Your brain's working like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my brain works in the morning. I can, you know, write a, you know, whatever and be done. Don't create or enforce unreal expectations. And that's for everybody, for your clients, for your, you know, for the parents, whatever. Like if you are talking to your, you know, your, it, it, the, the clients as a whole, the parents are there and things like that. Don't, you know, I always ask my, I always ask my clients, Hey, what, what do you need me to take the bus for? Like, do you need me to have the bus run over me? Just let me know and I'll get hit by the bus. You need to tell me what it is. Like, you know, cause then I'll, I'll set that expectation. Oh, well, you know, whatever it is, we're not able to do that because of X, Y, and Z and make sure those X, Y, and Z's are already covered. So if they go to the venue, you're like, Hey, the mom calls you or the dad calls you or aunt, whatever calls you, you need to back me up because I need to know what's, what bus is going to hit me. Um, but don't enforce something that you're like, oh yeah, I can get that to you by, you know, especially for photographers, yeah. you know, I can, I can get your photos back to you by, by next week. Well, that's a bunch of BS. You have 20 other weddings to work on and you know, you've just now, you probably said that to all 20 weddings. Totally. And so now you're, you know, so now you're like pulling your, this is, this is now then creating that resentment Amen because, for that. because you've now unrealistic expectations you've now set them so you say you know what I don't know what it is for photographers I mean one of my really good friends is a photographer and she's MIA like we have a we have a polo group she is MIA because she is so slammed and so she you know so we know like I'll see her on Saturday but I haven't like seen her in like four months so you know but what is that expectation of getting the photos what is the expectations of you um, doing whatever set uh, as a realistic expectation? Because you're if you speaking to, you're, yeah, you're speaking to my heart, Jen Taylor. Okay. Take us away with tip number three real fast. And we'll go into rapid fire questions. This is and awesome. then how do you get your energy? Do you, you know, so then how do you get your energy? Are you an introvert and you need that downtime or are you an extrovert and you need to go out and be with people? And it goes back to how you work as well. I want you to know how, because you are going to, so if you're stuck at home and working from home and you're an extrovert, you're like, shit, I got to get out of here and get some energy from people. Yeah. But what does that look, you know, what does that look like for your boundaries and your expectations? You're going to maybe go work for a coffee, you go work at a coffee shop, or you're going to go work somewhere where you're going to have that energy. If you're an introvert and you're like, I need to, you know, I always shut down. I was done with weddings in October. I would shut down October, November, December and start coming out in January. And that was, that was the thing I needed my downtime. I needed to, I needed to have my in. So think about that. So all of that 
at the end of the day is really sit down and figure out what, where to draw your boundaries. Oh, I want to get like a tattoo, like boundary, <laughs> like a, maybe a little one right here, like a big, a little B like to remind me, like, this is all so good. Um, let's, let's get into fun rapid fire questions, but what is your woo factor? What makes you stand up? What is my woo factor? What makes me stand out? I guess I will always go back to my, I had a, I have a really good friend. She, she owned a linen company and she used to tell her clients is like, Oh, do you have a wedding planner? And they're like, Oh, you know, if they did, she, uh, that's great. If she didn't, she's like, Oh, you should reach out. You know, you would really do well with Jen. She's a taskmaster. I'm like, you know, that's really mean. But at the end of the day, I am, I am somebody who will keep you moving forward in your business. Wow. I love that. What's your mantra in life? These are, I don't know. Uh, My mantra in life, I guess, (laughs) you know, I guess it's really just, you know, live life today because I've seen it. You don't know what's going to happen. Totally. Oh my God. What do you like to do for fun? What do I like to do for fun? I'm getting into golf. So that's been a fun thing uh, for my boyfriend and I. Um, I love to go out wine tasting. I love to go to wineries and um, but I really just love just hanging around my house and, um, and being a homebody. You're cute, adorable pineapple house. Um, if someone's listening right now, wedding photographers, wedding professionals, and they're struggling, um, which is feeling overwhelmed, like they're, they, this year just kind of was like a tornado and then they feel like giving up or maybe they're just super overwhelmed. Like what was, what was something they could do today to just kind of get out of the funk? really sit down and think about how you want your business to work for you. It is your business and what, what went well this year and what didn't go well, just make a list. I did this after every wedding and think about what, how can you get less and less didn't do well and get more. I did awesome at, um, and really just know that you are always doing your best. Oh, and so it is, it is, it is a work in progress. When, I mean, 15 years of doing this, you know, um, it was, uh, it was always something to go through and go, okay, I, I did good. I did, I did, I did the best I could. And this is what I did best at for this, for this event. Oh, that makes me emotional. Just like telling yourself that like every day, like you truly are doing your best. And that's a great exercise. Where do you see your business in three years? Where do I see my business in three years? I am, I'm excited. I'm actually going to be doing this as soon. So I have, I actually talk about this in in my own podcast um, where I talk about my three, five, my five, three and one year letters in three years. I see myself really focusing on still focusing on what I'm focusing on now, but adding more things that people can just come in and, and take and get and implement right away instead of, you know, just this, you know, thing of like, this is, and make it and uh, make it realistic. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, I am one to tell just to say it, and uh, there's people that don't like what I have to say. And there's people that love what I say. I love That's, it. And, and what, but in three years, I want to, I want to have, I want to have my, uh, 
I actually have looked at the the, the URL today. It's the uh, wedding plan, the wedding planner educator. And so bring back my teaching, go back to that and teach wedding planners or newbies, whatever people that want to learn how to become a better, a better wedding planner, or just learn about wedding planning is, is that. Oh, I love it. And where to find you, how to work with you. And one last time about your freebie. The freebie. Um, I really hope it is the, uh, the, uh, the best practice sheet. Um, I downloaded it already. It's so good. I'm like, hmm, it's been so long. Um, so the best practice sheet, um, is awesome. Take it, run with it. It is yeah. lovely. Um, the, um, you can find me at uh, Jen Taylor consulting on everything. So on Facebook, on Instagram, it's my website's name. Um, and, um, and then if you want to hear me rant and rave about more of this stuff, it's the design your wedding business podcast, um, and the Facebook group that goes along with it. So yeah, go check out your podcast. I would love to be a guest, but good job, yeah. Jen Taylor. You did a great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me this week on get a heck yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow subscribe, leave a review or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.